the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, this is a... um this is a short segment at the beginning because I actually had to uh, pre-record a couple of interviews coming up. Uh, one great interview with Stacy Washington, Stacy on the right, Stacy on the right.com. Amazing uh, woman. Uh, and she wrote a new book uh, called, uh, uh, uncancelable. I'm saying that wrong. Darn it. Her book actual the title is eternally cancel proof, eternally cancel proof. She's amazing. And I uh, will talk with her at length. I went long on her interview because I thought it was so important. I just let it go. Um, we'll also touch base with Mike McCormick. Mike McCormick is an author. Uh, he is a former white house employee under George W. Bush under Barack Obama worked with Joe Biden and under even Trump for a year. And he's got a perspective on what's gone on. He's gone and reviewed the, the laptop, the Biden, Hunter Biden laptop, and he's looked closely at what's going on. You're going to want to hear this interview with him. So anyway, but let me get to what, what you need to know today. What you need to know today, this is a very short one, but this is easy, punchy. We're watching Ginny Thomas, the wife of Clarence Thomas. She's being attacked for texts that she sent to someone in the Trump White House when he was in office. Ginny Thomas is being attacked, and, and here's what you need to know. There, is a, it, it, there can be a substantive argument to be discussed about recusal. If a judge has a conflict of interest, there can be recusal. There, there's norms set up at every level, state, local, and federal, for recusal of judges if there's a real conflict of interest. But ultimately, the system requires that the judges take care of themselves and they work that out. That's not what this is about. Ginny Thomas, for 50 years, I don't know, maybe 40, she's been active in things she cares about. She was raised in uh, uh, Nebraska. Her mother was a Phyllis Schlafly Eagle, and uh, she's been a conservative, pro-life and pro-family, and she's been someone who has been an ally to lots of people for a long time, and it's not not something that that, um, people are surprised by that she is um, out there doing stuff in the community, okay? That's not why they're doing this. The reason why the texts from Ginny Thomas to someone in the White House have been leaked and why they're being put out there is to cause disharmony in the lives of the people participating. It's as easy as that. It's a reason. This happens all the time. It's meant to cause people, and it works. It works really, really well. It causes lots of pain when you have someone in your family suddenly be on the front page of the Washington Post. It's done on purpose. It's done with the intention of causing the problems. And for anyone who's in the public eye for any amount of time, you recognize the pattern, you recognize what's happening, and you see it. It's terrible. What you need to know is Ginny Thomas is being targeted because of who she is, meaning she's a spouse, a wife. And it's totally unfair, blatantly unfair, and it works. I'll be honest. It causes all kinds of trouble and embarrassment. 
And the people that do it not only should be ashamed, they should be shamed. They should be ostracized. We should not brook them in any way. All right, I got to run. I got to break. We'll be back. Lots of great interviews. Ed Martin, that's what you need to know. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is an old friend of mine, Stacy Washington. Well, you're not old, Stacy, but we're old. We've been friends for a long, long time yeah. friends. That's long the best way to say it. And, uh, and she has been um, a voice uh, for Christianity, for conservatism. It's been in politics as well as in families. Um, been an extraordinary presence. And she has a new book out that's called Eternally Cancel Proof. A Guide for Courageous courageous Christians Navigating the Political Battlefront. It's perfect for you. It's a great cover, by the way, Stacey, of the book, uh, the kind of church and and a, and a Capitol building merged together. So uh, congratulations on the book and uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, Ed. You know, in all of our conversations over the years, being friends, and you have been such a monster when it comes to cranking out books and content. And it's always been, I think, a mental barrier for me, just Mm -hmm. a barrier I've set up myself where I I just thought, I can't finish this book. And um, I finally, last year, over the summer, I just got tired of that thought. And so I sat down to really hammer out what I wanted to say instead of just talking about politics. Because as you mentioned, faith has been such a huge part of what I've spoken about. And I just, I didn't want to leave it out. And so Uh, I worked with someone who, she helps authors who are kind of stuck with their ideas. And she's, she's a Christian, but she's not one of those, those people who, like she advertises, I help people write books who are Christians. It's kind of the opposite. She'll help you write your book, no matter what kind of book it is. And all she does is she gets your thoughts organized into the form of a book where I'm used to writing op-eds. So we're working together and she keep, she kept bringing me back to, the thing that I said I wanted the most, which was to help people understand how politics is a tool. And if you're a person of faith and you treat politics like it's, a, you know, maybe a junior religion to your Christianity or, you know, <laughs> right, then, right. then there, therein is the problem. And so I found statistics on ladders and I, and I chose ladders because, well, it's a tool we use here at my house a lot because we live in a, a fixer upper, but the ladder is one of the most used tools in America. And it is so misused. It's one of the most dangerous tools in America. And I found statistics on that. And I shared them in the book because I wanted to demonstrate how politics as a tool actually is very effective. It's a very effective way of managing our government. But when it's used improperly, it becomes dangerous. And so politics has been elevated to a form of religion in America. And then in the place of the true religion that we have been given, our faith as Christians, we have the best owner's manual out of any faith in the world, and it's the Bible. Right. And it's, it's, uh, we talk about a living, breathing constitution, which is perfect nonsense, but mm-hmm. the Bible is actually alive, something that you can read all the way through once a year. Every year you're alive, and it's never the same. <laughs> and, right, right. And you learn from it. The more you read it, the more you learn, the more wise you become. And so in the book, I talk about politics, but I put all of it through the lens of the biblical worldview. And it's a fun book. Like some of the feedback I've gotten so far is that people laughed and really felt uplifted reading it. But I also have a lot of meat in there. There's It's packed with statistics, 152 citations. And I went into the research mode that I have kind of gotten used to doing radio. 
And I combined all of that to bring a nine chapter book. And it's it's on the shorter side. It's not that 70,000 page or 70,000 word um, initial right. book that people write to get onto Fox News. Um, and, and, you know, I pray the Lord blesses me with to be able to go on Fox and talk about the book, but it's shorter because I wanted people to be able to get done with it in a week. Or if you're, you know, like you, Ed, you could probably finish it in two days, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, you, you, you'd power through it in two days, probably on a flight, you know, maybe back here to St. Louis, you'd finish it. But right. it's a it's a book that is not hard to read, but the information in it, to me, it's like the air we breathe because without it, we we kind of take everything from the wrong perspective and our feelings are in charge instead of the truth. And right. so that that's just a kind of a summary. Well, and we're talking again with Stacy Washington. Stacy has for many years she's had uh, her voice heard through Stacy on the Right, which is a show that's been on various uh, radio networks and is now on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125 every night. You can find her there, Stacy on the Right, and we're talking with Stacy Washington. She also our mutual friend Fred Zalanko and the great Family Vision Media uh, organization familyvisionmedia.org. Uh, you're the communications director there. Do a lot of different things. We're when uh, Donald Trump was running for office, you were a voice that he was listening to. And so, uh, but Stacey, back for a second to the book. When I read the book and when I look at the the way you talk about it, I mean, you know, the title, it like good titles should be, um, it's provocative and eternally cancel proof. You know, if there's ever anybody who is sort of like a target, um, you know, Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife is getting a lot of grief. Well, here's Stacey Washington. African-American woman, conservative Christian, Air Force veteran, like you've checked all the you could be you're supposed to you're supposed to be a right wing Nazi. And of course, and, <laughs> and, and you're supposed to be a when you make a mistake, they got to take you out because you're too important as a voice for people to look up and say, wait a second, you can't you know, you can't say Trump is this or you can't say Republicans or conservatives are that. Although I know you're you're your own voice and even the Republican Party, you know, but but my so how are are you really cancel proof? How how have you escaped being um, being marginalized? I mean, there must be a threat. You must get it within, you know, before people were getting in a fight with their family over whether you like Trump or not. I bet there are people in your life who said, you know, you can't be a conservative. Uh, How have you navigated that? Well, so. Eternally cancel proof. The name comes from the fact that I've been canceled. I actually talk about that in the last chapter of the book. I was canceled from the St. Louis Post Dispatch when I was a columnist there, and it was a very public, humiliating cancellation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was actually innocent of the accusation that was hurled at me of being a paid shill for the NRA. Right. I did, I did support the NRA, and I, I'm a member, but I, I wasn't paid. And so uh, I went on to become a paid writer for the NRA after that, but it was it was in reverse of what I was accused of. And then I was canceled from Christian radio, but it wasn't an ideological or viewpoint cancellation. It was a programming shakeup, which happens a lot in radio. So I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's been canceled publicly and privately, um, some kind of painful things with my family and with people who were once friends. And so the, the book isn't about not being canceled here. In fact, I'll tell you right out, you're probably going to be canceled here on this earth. It's a part of failing and learning and growing and becoming successful. Um, And in this current culture, you may be canceled for your viewpoint, but being eternally cancel proof is when you're plugged into God and you know where your eternity lies. And if you know that no one here on earth, no leftist, no, no president, no one can cancel your eternity, then that is what is my answer to people who say, how do you 
how do you keep going? How do you keep going when you've lost friends? Or how do you keep going when you get hate mail or threats? I, I keep going because I don't have to worry about where I'm spending eternity. I'm going on to be with the Lord, absent with the body, present with the Lord. So with that knowledge, I can be fearless here on this earth. I can fight to get the pornographic books out of the kids' libraries. I can tell the truth about abortion, how it is nothing more than modern day slavery because the baby is owned like property the way slaves were once owned. And it can be disposed of in the same way that slaves were once disposed of. I can tell the truth about marriage, the LGBT movement. I can tell the truth about rearing children and honoring God and really every aspect of life. I don't have to worry about being canceled because if I'm canceled here on earth, I pray about it. I rely on my network of friends and, and, uh, you know, my husband of course is, is the kind of the rock of our family. And, um, I just keep going and I know that I'm earning rewards in heaven. Even if I get none here, um, it can be kind of lonely sometimes being black and on the right. Um, uh-huh. But that's getting better, you know, with, with Candace Owens and so many other really loud new voices on the scene. It is getting easier to be a Black conservative. But even if it never gets any easier, the truth is my reward. And it's so much sweeter than being deceived and lying and acting as if America isn't kind of burning down from the inside. And so I'm here to throw on a firefighter hat and put the blaze out and start to rebuild because this is a country, the only country really worth the ultimate, any sacrifice to save it. And so the book is about how we can get involved and do that. I cover the two-party platforms. I put them through the word of God. I, I give you the page numbers. I printed them out, put mm. them in a binder, poured over them, and then poured over my Bible to figure out which of these two-party platforms really <laughs> matches the word of God and which ones um, most obsessed with abortion and which one actually honors our liberties. And I put all of that in there for you. So you don't have to print it out. You can just read my book. It's one chapter and it goes over even socialism. Um, someone asked me, well, as a Christian, obviously you support socialism because socialism is the, the, the way that all of us can have everything we need. And so I'm like, wow, I know that's not true, but why right. isn't it true? And so I put it in the book and you don't have to do that research. I did it and it's short and sweet and really to the point. And also you'll get to laugh a little bit and learn a lot about, <laughs> about God's word. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with uh, Stacy Washington. And again, the book is Eternally Cancel Proof, A Guide for Courageous Christians Navigating the Political uh, b- Battlefront. And uh, if you go to stacyontheright.com, that's her website, stacyontheright.com. Um, Stacy, does, what about the many Christians that watch the culture slide so far away from just being neutral to being antagonistic to them. And they say, you know what? I know I'm told not to put my light under a bushel basket, but I, I am told, you know, when things get tough, run for the hills, head for the hills, you know, <laughs> leave Jerusalem and head to the hills because you've got to protect your people, your flock. A lot of people feel like it's time to batten down and, and stick with the people you're with. And, and that, the factionalism that the left loves to talk about, which I don't think is, you know, they, they want the hyphenated American. But I do think that there's a lot of people that say it's getting so antagonistic to my beliefs. I don't know what to do except pull back. So I, I'm a strong advocate of, you know, in, in today's public school environment, get your kids out, get your kids out of there. Um, if you're in a situation where there is literally no place for you to put your kids, then you should be involved and you should be having meetings at your house every week with 10 of your friends, neighbors to, to change it. But as far as us leaving, 
Um, the Bible says to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. And that refers to primarily, you know, paying your taxes, um, you know, owing no money to the government. But it also, in a representative form of government, which we, which our government derives from Exodus 18. Um, so it's biblical. So what God wants us to do is to participate. So the culture degrades when Christians are silent. I talk about that in the book. But it, it can flourish when Christians come out and speak with authority what we know. But we can't speak about authority unless we know the authority, where it comes from and what it is. And that's the Bible. So I recommend that you read the Bible every day. Um, not for hours. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Just get a one-year Bible. Read a little bit of the Bible every day. Um, pray. Pray for our country. Everyone's talking about praying for Ukraine, and we should. But what about praying for our southern border? What about praying for our president who has dementia? What about praying for our leaders who many of them are corrupt and need to be removed? Pray for those things. And then get into a church environment. You know, you're a, a Catholic, a strong, devout Catholic. Get into your house of worship. Connect to those people so that you have a network to rely on when things get tough. And then, I, I, I mean, I just, I have to say, watch God work. In my own life, I've seen him do amazing things when I put first things first. And as Christians, we can't afford not to be involved. So yes, you know, prepare your home, store some food, make sure you have alternative means of heating your house or, you know, it, what the things that you need to do. For goodness sakes, prepare, but don't pull out of the culture because we're going to be held accountable for everything we did and everything we didn't do. And I want God to say to me, oh yeah, I saw you out there. You, you believed what my word said. You acted as if it was real and true because it is. And you did a few things. Good for you. Get on in there. That's what I'm looking for. And I, every one of us should be looking for that. And being involved, as we now know because of COVID, it, it can be as little as just serving on election day. Remember election day, uh, for us, we're having an election in April for yeah. school boards and things, but we're having a primary in August. Any one of those days, you can serve as an election supervisor or a poll watcher. It's a four-hour training class online, and then you serve one day out of a year. Uh, sometimes it's every other year. Sometimes it's every year. But why not do that or organize meetings in your home? Maybe you just provide the food and the place to meet and have some of your neighbors come over and talk about how you're going to take over school board. You don't have to be the one elected, but you can be right. the support mechanism. So, uh, uh, yeah. Stacy, Stacy, one last question. Stacy Washington, again, is our guest in her book. It's Eternally Cancel Proof, A Guide for Courageous Christians Navigating the Political Battlefront. I, I know you are because I know your style and I know your faith, but are you optimistic about the next few years? and and if so, why? I mean, give us a pep talk. I mean, so many things seem off, right? Big tech, big media, big government. Or there's war in the world. There's abortion. There's uh, the, all this stuff. But, I, you know, it's and politics, as you point out, if it becomes your religion, it's an empty religion. It's hollow. And yet a lot of people do that. And they're being done. They're being forced to do it. Not being forced. They're being. Co well, let's see how to say it. The big, big media whether it's Fox News or CNN, loves to get us anxious to resolve the mm -hmm. anxiousness and then go back and forth and back and forth. And so are you optimistic? And if yes, tell us how you're optimistic. Well, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And uh, I, I was watching a local, she's famous, but I was watching Joyce Meyer, uh, a, yeah, a video sure. of hers I stumbled on. Yep. And she said, the, you want to give the devil a black eye? You don't fight the devil. You live joyously. Every minute you spend happy and full of joy. And I, and I shouldn't say happy, joyous. Joy is in mm -hmm. spite of your circumstances. Then you give the devil a black eye. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to give the devil a black eye. So I want to be as joyous as possible. So when, I, when I'm connected, I'm doing my scripture, you know, I'm reading, I'm, I'm going to Bible study, I'm going to church, and then I'm working as hard as I can. 
um, there's nothing better because I can laugh and uh, you know laughing at something as silly as my husband wearing a short sleeve shirt under a jacket. And I, I almost I almost couldn't go into church this Sunday because I was laughing so hard about that. And it's really nothing, but it was a bit of joy that God gave me over something that it's it's inconsequential whether my husband wears a long sleeve right, or a short sleeve right. shirt. So I am optimistic because whenever there's a horrible time, if you look back historically, God leaves silver linings in there for us if we will grab a hold to them and we can find a treasure. And in COVID, the treasure for us is that parents finally woke up. You've been talking about this for right. probably as long as you've been in politics, Ed, right. how parents don't pay attention to what their kids are learning in public schools and private schools. And now parents are so plugged in, the teachers are running scared. School board members are being replaced at a record rate. I'm optimistic because I believe there's going to be a sea change in November electorally, but that the people are activated, and you will remember this from the Tea Party days, an activated person, you don't then unactivate. Once a right. person has been plugged in, they pay attention for the remainder of their lives. And so millions of Americans are doing that. And to me, there's nothing better. You're seeing regular people coming up out of the suburbs and they're on Fox News talking about how they were at the school board meeting, yep. reading these pornographic books and yep. getting thrown out. So that <laughs> the optimism is in Christ. Yeah. And they're doing, these people are doing it, Ed. You and yeah. I can now uh, ease up just like maybe a, a retire. We're going to retire. Well, we have not no, 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 no retirement, but <laughs> okay. just ease up a little bit. <laughs> All right. There you go. Stacy Washington. The book is eternally canceled proof, a guide for courageous Christians navigating the political battlefront. Uh, go to Stacy on the right.com Stacy on the right.com. Her uh, radio program, Sirius XM Patriot channel, one twenty five nine PM to midnight Eastern time. Uh, she's great. It's great. Thanks Stacy for being with us. Thank you, Ed. All right. God bless you. We'll take a break, everybody, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. So I've been reading, my listeners know, uh, Mike, that I am a big uh, believer in Substack and Substack.com. And I was over there and Mike McCormick, who is an author uh, and uh, writes over there, has his own Substack, M. McCormick. Dot substack.com and he's a former uh, Biden wife, White House staffer and he's written about the um the Burisma connection he's written about the Bidens and it's just mind uh blowing what he writes and and so I like get him on the show so Mike welcome back how are you That's great Egg. I'm great thanks so much for having me back So first of all pull back is what's happening in the world and and that it's happening in the Ukraine, overlapping with the Ukraine, it, it, does it blow you away? Sadly, not. Um, you know, one of the substacks. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the substack. I was given access to the uh, Hunter Biden laptop back in the fall. Okay. And I've been digging into it, and basically, I dig into the what's in the Hunter Biden laptop, ignoring. Hunter Biden and looking specifically for what Joe Biden was involved in with him. Cause I have in, in the back of my head, a very clear understanding of where Joe Biden was, what he was doing at, at various dates throughout this, what, what happens in this laptop. And so what I've done in the Substack is I've started to put together since the invasion in Ukraine, what Joe Biden was doing in Ukraine. I traveled to Ukraine three times with Joe Biden. In uh, twice in 2014 and once in 2015. 
And the overlap of what I'm finding in the Substack and I mean, in, in the Hunter Biden laptop and what I see in um, the emails that Hunter Biden was sharing with his uh, colleagues, his Burisma colleagues and coming out of Burisma. And also there's White House transcripts that I produced. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised what's going on in in uh, Ukraine right now. Hunter, um, to me, Joe Biden is betraying Ukraine. He uh, had access to um, basically he was corrupt there for, you know, going back to eight years. And Putin knew it. Putin had compromised both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And I think that the whole uh, process that Joe Biden had with sort of being in charge of Ukraine, but being a corrupt uh, government leader in charge of Ukraine, uh, green lighted this invasion. And Putin himself kind of highlighted that early on in the first day, sort of when he announced the invasion, he talked about these corrupt Western leaders and he didn't use Joe Biden's name, but that's basically who he is. You know, Joe Biden and one of the subsects I wrote, we were flying into Ukraine, November, 2014. There was a background briefing air force too. One of the, one of the journalists was a Ukrainian. Uh, She was working for the voice of America at the time. And she had very pointed questions for the briefers. It wasn't Joe Biden who was briefing, but it was other briefers. Uh, one was Colin Call. He's then um, uh, national security advisor. And he, the questions were, look, Ukrainians are getting killed right now in the Donbass. Why are they getting killed? What are you doing about it? And they're doing that. It's happening all over again. It's a horrific, horrific event that's happening one of the uh, one of the way I wrote about it was the Ukrainians are suffering because of the tyranny of evil men. And Joe Biden is one of the evil men. So mm. is Vladimir Putin. And so is Zelensky. The Ukrainians are as corrupt as as, as the Russians. It's really a horrific situation for freedom loving Ukrainians. Uh, we're talking with, again, Mike McCormick, and uh, he's got a book called Joe Biden Unauthorized. Uh, and the 2020 crack up of the Democrat Party, which is out just a uh, um, uh, few months, I guess. I'm, I'm failing on the name. A couple years, two years couple, ago. Oh, was it two years ago? Okay, yeah. good. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And so, and uh, Mike um, had this unique role because you were traveling. You were, uh, were, uh, were you a stenographer in the White House? Is that the is that the role you had, or was it more than that? Yeah, I was a stenographer in the press office. I started I in the Bush years. Uh-huh. Actually, traveled with Bush to meet. Uh, when he did an early visit to St. Petersburg, sort of one of uh, Vladimir Putin's coming out parties. Right. I had some international experience traveling with the Bush White House, a lot of time in the Obama White House traveling with Joe Biden, and then one year with Donald Trump. What Trump are the by far what, was the best. What are the rules on being able to talk about this stuff? Do you ever get called up by anyone who says, um, hey, you're not supposed to be talking about this? Well, first of all, I don't have a top secret clearance, so there's no clearance problem with that. Oh. Um, secondly, uh, I never signed a non-disclosure agreement. I, I started off there as a contractor, and then uh, when we were we became federal employees about halfway through the Obama years, and they never had to sign a uh, non-disclosure agreement. So there is no problem with me talking about it. Hmm. And you know what I disclosed basically is what the press saw. Right. 
and didn't write about. They I didn't see, tell right. you about <laughs> Right. There's not your, 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 yeah. Okay. So, all right. We're talking with Mike McCormick again and over at substack.com. M McCormick is his site, mccormick.substack.com. Mike, um, t- now walk me through what you see when you looked at these emails, particularly a post that you had from uh, the 21st of March on Burisma, on uh, Joe Biden had a, a code name he used, it looks like. Uh, walk us through what you see. That's right. So, What's come out about this, the Hunter Biden laptop, is Joe Biden went by a code name, uh, Robin Ware, and his uh, Gmail address was robinware456 at gmail.com. And what I found, and I, I read uh, some of the substacks, people that gave me the sub, I mean, sorry, I keep getting the substack mixed up with the laptop. Um, I read uh, some of the books on the laptop. Miranda Devine wrote a great book. And she outlines this Robin Ware code name. Right. So I started looking into, as I said, I overlapped the dates that I was there in Ukraine with Joe Biden with what was going on in the emails by timeline. And I saw an email from a guy named Vadim Pozarsky. He was a Burisma guy. And in November, Biden was going into November 2014. Biden is going into Ukraine to talk to them about energy security. And this Burisma guy emails him. He actually emails Hunter and his group. Hunter had a group of like lobbyists and government, um, you know, sort of affairs people. Right. And he emails him and gets no really reasonable response. I mean, it was like a two day email. And this email comes into Hunter a week before his dad is supposed to be down on the ground in Ukraine talking. And it's a critical time for this Burisma organization because they're facing a very high tax excuse me, (coughs) a very high tax situation. And they wanted somebody to give them relief from this Ukrainian government was going to tax them 50% of their earnings. So finally, after two days of not hearing back from Hunter, this guy Pazarski uses this code name in an email. He sends an email to Robin et al. How would he as a representative of Burisma, know the code name if he wasn't working with Joe Biden. Right. And that's the point of the email is, wait a minute, this is a clue. Joe Biden has always denied, I know nothing about my son's business. I know nothing about my son's business. And yet here's a guy from Burisma who knows his code name. He didn't email Robin where, but he did email with that name at the top of the email. Subsequently, uh, Biden lands in uh, Ukraine. A month later, in the middle of December, there's a fifth. There, uh, the Senate Democrats, led by Markey, mm-hmm. pass fifty million dollars for Ukrainian energy security. Wow! And that is followed up within about a week of the Ukrainian authorities drop uh, an inquiry into. Um, the Ukrainian authorities stopped cooperating with the British Series Fraud Office, and the Series Fraud Office drops a case they had that had frozen $23 million worth of Burisma funds that were supposed to transfer from London to Cyprus. That action then is allowed to, to go through. So within a month of Biden being there, um, $50 million goes to Burisma from the U.S. government, thanks to the Senate. Joe's friends in the Senate and $23 million goes from London, uh, a London account into their Cyprus account. A month before that, I'm just about to publish another sub stack. A month before that in October, 
There's I'm, put, I'm going to be putting emails up. Burisma is celebrating the fact that they just got uh, put into a USAID program, the um, MERP program, um, Municipal Energy Relief Program. It's sort of managed by State Department. And there's emails that I'll provide that are, she talks about, hey, you're working with a, she, uh, one of Hunter Biden's associates is emailing back and forth with this Madam Pazarski guy. And she says, uh, I'm going to introduce you to people here in Washington. I have the name of the guy, uh, Amos Hochstein has a guy at the American Embassy in Ukraine for you to meet. So there's high-level coordination. And at that time, John Kerry's the Secretary of State. Joe Biden's one of his top lieutenants um, uh, is also the Undersecretary of State, Tony Blinken. He's now the Secretary of State. Right. So these guys are ushering all this payola through for Burisma while Joe is there. And they call him, and, and so Burisma knows him as a Robin. This is just, to me, this is... Example after example of Joe Biden being tied into this organization, being part of this conspiracy. And to me, it's an impeachable offense. He's committing malfeasance in office. Uh, we're, ta- we're, we're talking again with uh, Mike McCormick and, and his uh, Substack, which is the one I was referring to, um, is uh, over at mmccormick.substack.com. Um, so what you when you go through this, I, well, did the me- does the media know that we, you, you worked with the press? Does the press know? Um, that this is uh, this name Robin Ware is one that uh, Biden used. I mean, is that something that you knew that you figured out or is that something that everybody probably knew? It was published in Miranda Devine's book. Oh, it is. From oh, Hell. OK. Yeah, OK. It's okay. published in there. Has, it I, ever, has it ever I been would, denied? Has it ever been denied by the Bidens? No. I mean, I was told about it before and it's never been denied. And in the Substack, I provide an example of an e- so I did a search through the laptop of who's Robin, you know, Robin Ware. Look, what are the emails from Robin Ware? And I found one from the White House photographer at the time, a guy named David Lineman, who I worked with very closely. I see that one. I see that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, and he says, sir, and he, he provides us. And so basically he's sending an email to Robin Ware of a photograph of Hunter Biden's daughter, Joe Biden's granddaughter and Joe Biden's wife, um, in Congo. And so then Joe Biden uh, forwards it on to Hunter and says, you know, here's a photo of Finnegan and mom in the Congo. And so that's from Robin Ware. So that confirms that Robin Ware is a known, is a known use of Joe Biden. People, his staffers were doing, were, were emailing with that. Yeah, I'm looking at that one right now. It says, hi, sir. Thought you'd enjoy this picture of Finnegan. That's his granddaughter from earlier this evening at the 4th of July banquet here in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It's been a great trip so far, David. And then uh, the then Robin Ware forwards it on to um, Hunter Biden and they has changed the subject line. It says forward in Congo with mom. So right. um, he's yeah. Uh, I, I mean, any any response as you went through this and found these details? Do you get any response from either other press who say, "Huh, you know, McCormick was around us, but let, let, let's see what we're going to do," or anyone else? Do you get any contact from anyone else in business or in in other aspects of American life that say, "What are you doing?" No, not yet. And it's pretty new. And um, I really appreciate you helping me get the word out about it. I really yeah. haven't pitched it out there too far. One of the mm. things I wanted to do was get a pretty good 
uh, base of evidence set up before I really started pushing into the laptop. There's a lot of other stuff I put in there. I went through old White House transcripts and I went through some of the Senate, the records of the the Senate provided in their um, investigation of Hunter Biden's business dealings. And a lot of that will be coming out. I mean, there's a lot of material there that's just very incriminating Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting, Mike, and I, I applaud you uh, uh, sort of in the approach, as you say, laying down a lot. There's a lot to read, a lot to think about, a lot to look at. And uh, and I think there's more uh, foundation than than just saying, look at this. Um, and as I first when you first sent it to me, I thought, OK, we'll see. And then I looked at your um, I looked at your uh, Substack, and then I looked at some other stuff and I put it together. It's it's it works pretty well. So we'll keep us in the loop, Mike. I got to run, but uh, we'll have you back on again. Again, it's Mike McCormick and over at uh, substack.com is where I was looking, mccormick.substack.com. I'll put it up there and I'll put this link over at our proamericareport.com so people can uh, take a listen and pass it on to others. Thanks very much, Mike. Thanks, Ed. I definitely will keep in touch. Okay. We appreciate it. We'll take a break, everybody. And we come back. It's uh, uh, a lot more. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Every pro-lifer has heard the classic line from President Ronald Reagan. I've noticed that everybody that's for abortion has already been born. While Reagan's pithy quote is meant to point out the hypocrisy of the pro-abortion position, it should also serve as a challenge to everyone who knows that human life has value. As those who have been given life by our creator, we have an obligation to protect the life of others especially those who are most vulnerable. Yet, some believe half of the Earth's population should have no say in protecting unborn life. No uterus, no opinion, is the perpetual dismissive cry of the pro-abortion activists. Of course, that only applies to pro-life opinions, you understand. Pro-abortion men are free to voice their thoughts. This double standard not only lacks any logical cohesion, but it also infuses fear to silence dissenting voices. It's time for pro-life men to stop being afraid. New evidence from a survey by CareNet indicates that men are often the key determining factor in whether a pregnant woman chooses to have an abortion. The survey of 1,000 men whose spouse or partner had an abortion revealed that a full 74% of those men discussed the abortion decision with their partner beforehand. By comparison, only 38% of women discussed the abortion with their mother beforehand, And only 33% discussed it with friends. Clearly, strong pro-life male voices are needed. Yet 31% of men consulted by their partner did not advise in favor or against the abortion because either it was her choice to make or they just didn't feel they could say anything. This is a tragic result of that fallacious, no uterus, no opinion philosophy. And it has to stop. The number one stated reason that women have abortions is finances. Where are the men of courage who will stand up and take responsibility? Where are the men who will welcome the commitment that comes with having children? We can pass all the legislation we want, and we should do it. But abortions will never stop until men of courage are willing to take action. Never, never let yourself be shamed into silence. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. 
Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Running out of time today. Hey, the... the um documentary I meant to tell you about I mean I, I referred to earlier is called created equal created equal uh, Clarence Thomas in his own words Clarence Thomas in his own words created equal that is a great documentary um, Michael Pack uh, who is the uh, was worked in the Trump administration as the head of uh, the office of global media it was called kind of the um, all of our um, uh, federal media was there. Great guy. He did that with his wife. Amazing. Created equal. Check it out. All right. Thank you, as always, to Noah Dingley, our great producer, uh, and Joanna Spilger, associate producer. We'll be back tomorrow. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.